Hey everyone, I'm Jimmy Owens and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Unicorn. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a comment. All right, so uh, you know who I am, but do you know who this is? I am Will Blake. Awesome. The, uh, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I'm supposed to say my name. The, uh, I'm, I'm failing at Podcast 101. No, you're doing great. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for coming. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for the invite, and you, you folks at Design Tunnel are a blast to hang out with, so I, I'm, I'm excited. We do our best. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I got a few questions, little icebreakers for you. Let's see what happens. Okay. We didn't prepare for these. Okay. No prepare. No, we did. We're just going at it. Yeah. Here we go. What's something you broke? Have oh. you ever broke anything and not told anybody? <laughs> it's funny. The uh, <clears throat> yeah, I break things all the time. Actually, the most recent is um, I accidentally broke my son's skateboard the other day, pulling out of the garage and uh, flattened it with my wife's front tire. Did you so tell him? Uh, yeah, I had to fess up to that one. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to get to the store and back before he noticed, but no, he picked up on it. Yeah. So I got I got chewed out when I got home. I thought it was going to be like you. I didn't know you skateboarded, so but no. you don't skateboard. Yeah, I, I skateboarded for about uh, two seconds, and then okay, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we'll and now it. you know the rest of the story. Yeah, right? we, there's yeah. a famous thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's something that's so last year? Ooh. That's kind of a, yeah, that's, I don't really like the question, but I like the answer probably. Hmm. So last year, well, first off, I would say COVID, but boy, the, yeah. it seems to keep rearing its ugly head, but I am choosing to accept that it was so last year. Yeah, I agree so. with you. I was going to say uh, COVID excuses. Oh, I yeah. like that one. That's right. You can't use that anymore. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Yep. It's so last year, man. Uh, that's funny. When seagulls squawk at each other, what are they saying? I know they're saying something, but only I, I can only think of Finding Nemo where they're going, mine, mine. Okay, that's what, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I keep yeah. hearing in my head. What do you not want advice about? Oh, gosh. Okay. Maybe we should have went over these. It's funny. I <clears throat> Man, I, I don't want advice on my marriage from someone that has only been married two or three years. I thought you were going to say two or three times. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> uh, well, yes, either or. The, uh, we find that happens a lot when you've been married as long as Sydney and I have. So Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Uh, the last one, you have tattoos. Mm-hmm. Working on them. Yep. And mm-hmm. so do you have a tattoo of your company? Uh, no, I don't. Are you going to get one? Uh, no. And the reason being is... Uh, I think if you search, there's always that guy that's viral that has the MySpace tattoo. Yeah. And then, of course, that didn't work out. So if for whatever reason my company went out of business, I don't want the reminder that it went out of business. Gotcha. So I'm staying away from that. That's awesome. All right. Those are awesome answers. I appreciate you uh, being a good sport. (laughs) Now it's time to say thank you to our uh, episode sponsor. And this episode is brought to you by Design Tunnel. Check out this new commercial we put together.
right, and we're back, and I'm looking for my infamous question, but I don't really need a card for it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let what, me guess. What, what, what makes you a unicorn? Okay, so it's funny. Um, <clears throat> when, when I knew this question was coming up, so I didn't yeah. want to be the guy that, uh, you know, number one, I want to provide value to your viewers, but uh, I went to a lot of folks that know me really well, and there was this common denominator that was kind of funny is um, uh, they titled it as uh, Will is the patron saint of falling forward. And okay. it's kind of funny because um, the first question you asked was, what did I break? And I said, I break a lot of things. So yeah. my team knows I'm the type of person that will jump off the cliff and build the plane on the way down. Um, and I can't remember where I read it. But uh, anyway, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life in business and otherwise. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going to lose, lose like a Texan. I heard somebody say that a long time. So screw it up so bad that you can brag about it. Okay. <laughs> and I do that a lot in our business, ironically. Yep. And uh, it's kind of become a badge of honor. Yeah. Because, you know, you screw up enough, you're going to figure out the right way to do it. So yeah. that, that's what the feedback from my good trusted cohorts were. That uh, that I am really good at failing or okay. falling forward, as they say. Yeah. So, and you embrace it, it sounds like. Yeah, it kind of gets to the point where you have to <laughs> for, for your own sanity. When you identify that that's a stigma in your life, yeah. you know, you might as well own it. Yeah, so. I got you. So you break whatever, yeah. but you fix foundations. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, we, we are. You break <clears throat> the foundation of everything you touch and then you fix it. Yeah, build okay. it from scratch. And, uh, yeah, my wife and I, we, we, we own and operate a foundation repair company, or actually a suite of companies. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's, it, by the way, it's not the sexiest business in the world. But, yeah, we, we fix homes and we, we fix foundations yeah. and we level concrete and we crawl under houses. And, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's kind of my beck and call and amongst other things. But that's yep. the primary focus of mine and my wife's life. Yeah, is, well, that's how we met, um, yeah. you know, through Vesta Foundation Solutions. The solutions, mm -hmm. right? Yep. yep. Solutions. And, um we learned all about your products and services that you guys provide and uh, the passion mm -hmm. that you have and your whole team has, and then the excellent amount like work that they perform. So um, I think a lot of people um, see a lot of good in your company and where it's going. And mm -hmm. I've, I've only ever heard good things. So good. Um, and then also only experience good things, but yeah. Well, it's funny when we, we talk about the business, there, there's the hard aspect of, yeah, we fix houses, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I think you, Jimmy, in our conversations even heard me say that not even I wake up every morning thinking, man, I can't go wait to fix a house, right? Yeah. And it's just not uh, how, how our brains work because it's just not a glamorous business. But the other aspect is trying to find fulfillment for our people because um, we currently have 90 two employees amongst our three offices and we just try to find out what what do they want out of life and what what do they want out of their um, uh you know their lifestyle or their, their and their job yeah their family right. lifestyle job and, and really vesta and and their job has just meant to be a vehicle to get them towards that so and, okay. and, and it varies from person to person so that's probably some of that energy you you experienced at our office which most yep. people do and uh I just, I like to think that it's, uh, uh, you know, it's just an experience and it's a family atmosphere and it's mm -hmm. not fabricated. And, and I'm a very small percentage of that. So, which is really, that, that gives me a lot of fulfillment seeing that. Yeah. How'd, mm -hmm. how'd you get to that point? I mean, cause the culture is 
I mean, really great from my experience, but then like, how did you get to where you're at now with Vesta? How did it start out? And then <laughs> yeah, how did you get to the unicorn statement? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, it's funny. I, um, uh, my father was a general contractor. I grew up in the mountains of North Carolina and uh, I had a business there many years ago with a former business partner and we, um, we grew a company from about three employees to um, 60, 70 employees, about 9 million in revenue. And that was my first lesson in uh, uh, young, arrogant leadership and contract law. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I, I was a 27-year-old running a $9 million a year company, and really I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, it, that was a pretty big reckoning at that time mm-hmm. when it realized <clears throat> made me realize that you know, just because you, you can grow a, a big business, but if you don't know how to lead people and sort of self-identify with your weaknesses, then it's it's really, uh, it's not going to work out well. So, yep. And as you can imagine, it didn't work out well. And at the time, that was really heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, years go by and, you know, you, you find out, wow, actually, I screwed up a lot then and, and I could have done a lot of things better. Yeah. But uh, so Sydney and I, at that point, we, we left the Carolinas and helped other companies around the country, uh, specifically in the construction space. So okay. we, we do really well in that space. You couldn't put me in a restaurant or a, a production company. Okay. Um, I, I, I would just not do well in that environment. But um, we would go because around. Because of you. It's just uh, we understand that business model really well. Okay. Um, I couldn't run a coffee shop. I, I wouldn't even know how to, you know, grind. And you don't beans. want to sit at a desk every day. No, no, goodness, <laughs> no. I, and and I will say this is my claim to fame. After 18 years of doing it, I still don't have an office. So okay. uh, I just kind of float around. Yeah. And, and we keep, meet at the kitchen area. That's right. Yeah, that's it. That's our communal <laughs> area. So, uh, but um, we went went around the country, landed in uh, Northern Virginia for a few years, helping a good friend of ours run his business, which. By the way, they had 300 employees when we arrived, so they, wow. they were already quite the massive company. And uh, we, we helped them grow um, several offices, and it was a big struggle. I grew up on a tobacco farm in North Carolina and really? then found myself 30 Smoke, minutes. Smoking tobacco or smokeless? Oh, no. It, well, it, it all processed into the plant to become both okay. um, and probably every other chemical that they okay. have. Okay, gotcha. Um, to land 30 minutes outside of Washington, D.C. and live in that culture for a while was mm-hmm. quite a quite an eye-opener. So we helped that company grow uh, over the course of about three and a half years, and then they sold that company, the owner did, which was actually a great thing. It had outgrown our capacity, and they, they were bringing in financial partners that would ultimately help them grow to the next level. But um, <clears throat> that's another eye-opening experience where I realized I'm not a very good employee. <laughs> So, uh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, well, do we want to stay here? And then, yeah. um, so we, we decided to help them transition yeah. and a very good friend of mine that owns a, uh, distributor of ours, uh, they just supply some of our products in mm-hmm. the foundation repair world called me up and said, Hey, listen, I hear you and Sydney may be transitioning. Um, I would really love for you to take the opportunity to look at a few open markets around the country that we have had trouble growing and, uh, they're not the type of company that would just sell their products to anybody they want to right. give them to people that, uh, you know, match their core values and also are people centric, which you've yeah. experienced in our company. Yep. So uh, we packed the bags after writing business plans on several markets and uh, loaded up the, the U-Haul and trucked across the country and landed in Oklahoma City December 28th, 2016. And not knowing anybody, started Vesta. 
and we just started the same thing we've always done a foundation repair and home home improvement company Mm -hmm. just trying to do the same thing we've always done but also learn from our past to say where can we make this let's if we're going to do anything we got to have fun doing it right right i mean would be nice. We, we have to, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, it's it's not always fun. It's like a yeah. marriage. You know, right. there, there's good days and bad. So sure. you just got to make Takes it work. work. <clears throat> but you got to make sure at the end of the day, it, it, you have to genuinely like where you work. Yeah. And uh, knowing the type of work we're in, you, you have to find out like what what does make your workplace fun, and then just mm-hmm. try to find people that think the same way you do. Yeah. And then rinse and repeat, and then what do you know? You, you grow from there. So uh, yeah. we, we officially launched January fourth, two thousand seventeen. That we call that our open day because that's when our website started. Okay. And uh, then we we just have been repeating uh, the same things, just with a little bit more intention. Mm-hmm. And now uh, we have three offices. We have our headquarters in Oklahoma City, one in Springdale, Arkansas, and then we have a we call it the baby of the family. It's our startup in Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and we're just going to keep doing what we do. So yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. It's just it, you know from the business world and the circles we maneuver around. <clears throat> Pardon. Well, uh, Jimmy, you know this from the the circles of influence we have in the mm-hmm. business world that you know there's there's always someone more successful around the corner, done more. So sure. we we just look at yeah. it and say, wow, we've got a long ways to go. But um, you know, it's all about the journey, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, creating all those systems and processes and all the things that just go through my head, right? Yeah. I'm just like. Wow, right? Because we're mm-hmm. we do try to do that here on a daily basis, and it's never really over. No, yep. it's never over. You <laughs> can always over. improve on that system or process, and mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Well, it's funny. Systems and processes are not like a sexy thing, right? But they're no. just an element that helps you just translate the experience you want someone else to have yeah. to another person. And uh, you're right; it never stops. Yeah. We're always talking. But about what is sexy is whenever Jimmy's sick, mm-hmm. the projects. Are you know are not hurt? You know everything happens, and that's the best thing about all of it. And I think that's that's where we're at here with our with our company is trying to to take that to the next level. So we create the consistent product like you guys have, yeah. and you can scale it. So yeah, that's awesome. Anyways, yeah. um, business hacks for our audience. You got any of those? I'm sure you got oh, a few. Business, but which ones? Hacks. What's uh, do you have a favorite business hack that you? <clears throat> So let me think about this. Man, I should have listened to these questions first so I could add value to your listeners. But um, I, I'm going to speak specifically to the, the industries that I know a lot okay. about, uh, meaning the construction world or okay. manufacturing. I call them blue-collar industries. Okay. But uh, I think the first thing is um, on the business hacks is most – well, back to systems and processes. Okay. You, you have to have those to, to help grow your business. And most people get stuck because they can't imagine a system and process when um, actually your vendors and other companies have already made the systems and processes and just ask them for it and they'll give them to you. So we, we, we like to share systems and processes with a lot of other companies that have the same culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we say, how are you doing that? And then they tell us and then likely they probably have it printed off in a binder somewhere. And what do you know? You just carbon copy it and change the logo. <laughs> yeah. Put your little tweaks on it and off you go. So, so you talk to people in your network versus ripping somebody off. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just try to provide value. You yeah, know? that's that's awesome. Um, any other business hacks? Um, <clears throat> it's funny. Um, a lot of folks 
uh, if, if you are a business owner, which Jimmy, you are, mm-hmm. you know, you probably read this, this, this common message about working on the business rather than in the business. Sure. I think Michael Gerber made that famous through the e-myth. Yep. Um, that, that's very wise, but try not to exit too quickly. When I say exit, exit yeah. whatever your responsibility is. So we have a, a saying in our company, like mind your business, yeah. meaning whatever the role you're in, make sure you stay in that lane till it's fixed and fixed right before you can move into another area. Yeah, so, makes sense. Um, I'm really bad for that where I start a project, I get 80% done and then I'm off to the next three projects yeah. and my team's really good about keeping me in line. So uh, just making sure that you're working in the business when it's needed and then you can go to working on the business yeah. and you might find yourself jumping back and forth, but just be patient. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I can appreciate that whenever we're, we're working here as well. And they're like, well, hold on. We need to do this first still. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Jimmy, do you have this done? They're like, yeah. I need that, mm-hmm. you know, and I can, I can appreciate that. Well, and maybe this could help. And it just, it popped into my brain and I'm tr- genuinely trying to provide value. So, uh, as a business hack, COVID presented a lot of challenges with hiring and recruiting and the mm-hmm. talent pool. We've heard this issue yeah. of the great resignation. Um, well, we at Vesta actually found benefit from that. And we changed the way how we communicate with people looking for work okay. and people that may be on the market, whether or not they're employed or not. And if you are calling your candidates uh, from Indeed or ZipRecruiter, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop calling your candidates. <laughs> okay. So we text message all of our candidates through our platforms now. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing the return rate of responses and show up rate for interviews go through the roof. Makes so sense. So we actually confirm interviews. Um, we confirm uh, start dates up to three times. Mm-hmm. And we even have our application system transferred over to a text message or SMS based system. Okay. Because what we find is, is millennials and Gen Z's, well, Jimmy, how often do you answer that phone when you don't recognize the number? Yeah. I mean, I answer it more often because I'm the business owner. So I'm, I, yeah. I do, but I don't want to, right? Yeah. But y- yeah. you're the business owner, but if you're a, uh, Say it just. Oh, you're uh, not answering if you don't know the number. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. You're a better man than me. (laughs) Don't answer it. I'm I'm the stereotypical millennial that goes, "Uh, I don't know that number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our candidates are doing the same thing. Yeah. So just by switching over the way we're communicating to our potential employees has made a huge difference. We just filled, uh, we had 18 open seats. We filled 14 of them in three weeks. Nice. So all just because of change in our communication. So life hack for anybody that's hiring employees. Yeah. No. uh, So to kind of speak to that, I will almost always say, hey, how do you want us to contact you? Email, text, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I typically text people a whole lot. And I'm like, I know my my communication Mm -hmm. style is text, but it's not trackable. That's not good for our CRM. Well, the way that we have ours anyways right now. Mm -hmm. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the, in the applicant tracking world, uh, you know, it's hard to stash that data without an applicant tracking system. But our CRM, uh, we use Salesforce. Yeah. And it's kind of neat how you can take up an app like Podium, which allows you to text, communicate via keyboard, how that will integrate. And then so the text message communications okay. with our customers log in there. Nice. It's, okay. uh, it's kind of like, what, remember, oh, 
I had a conversation with a 21 year old employee yep. and I, I asked him, I said, what is a burnt CD? And you would have thought like, <laughs> and he's Sounds like, like it caught on fire. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he said. And so it's like, we, we have to yeah. remind ourselves like we are, we, there's a lot of people oh, in yeah. our customer base. We just have to think about how we're communicating with one another. And it's just funny how the world's changing. So. As long as I always say, like, as long as people are having problems communicating, mm-hmm. we have a place with video. I oh, mean, yeah. yeah, we need the <laughs> so, visual aid, right? We need something. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. um, okay. So I, I know I keep asking you business hack, life hack, any more you want to share? I mean, you got some really good ones. We could probably stay here for a couple hours. So uh, a little, lunch, little business hack lunch, or life, well. life? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they can go ahead and throw dinner on there, too. Ryan, get the beers. We'll be here a while. I, um, so uh, I guess it's funny. Life hack. Uh, in when it, I guess I'm really bad for this, Jimmy, by the way. No, Sydney you're doing and I, great. We, doing we don't great. believe in work-life balance. Like, we bring our work home with us. You and Sydney? It's just, yeah, it's just part of our lives. We, we call it work-life integration. And like, because no matter what we try, we're going to somehow something in work with our kids, it's going to come up. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, So a lot of the I guess what I would say life slash work hack would be uh, virtual assistants make so much help for me. Okay. So if I've just got weird one off projects and I'm typically not good at, I use a lot of virtual assistants. And when I say virtual assistants, not like Siri, like I I find virtual assistants online. Talk about a real person. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was because you. I've never heard of Siri as for, as a oh, okay. as a VA so well, or virtual. You know, I'm still on a flip phone, so I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> you know, it just it's it's amazing. Sometimes depending on the project I have, they may be in Canada, they may be in Pakistan, they they are all over the world, okay. and we forget that uh, we have access to these these people to help us with things, and we only need them for a short snippet of time. So there's a lot of times I use virtual assistants for. Little so projects. then my follow up question is because I know I need and one. I don't do them for video. Okay, so, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So make so, you feel better. Yeah. Oh, you don't? <laughs> Not yet. Um, the follow up question is, I know I need one, mm-hmm. but what should I use them for? Okay. Right. So, yep. That's so, the hard thing until you can figure out what you know, like. Yeah. I'll so, uh, well, for example, um, I just did this uh, a few months ago. So we we're doing a competitive analysis of our market. All boring stuff. This is, a, by the way, no, that, I delegate the boring things to my virtual assistants. So okay. I needed to know based on a, a new product that we've got, how many different competitors are out there, okay. what their price ranges are, and put them into a nice, easy to read spreadsheet that I can I can do. Yeah. That so, would have taken me eight hours yeah. and fumbling around okay. Google Chrome. They had it done in two and a half. Okay. And it was probably way better than I could have ever done. Yeah. So little things like that. So typically with a VA, I have to go a little deeper because we had someone on the show uh-huh. about VAs. Oh, that's cool. So you have to usually sign up for a block of hours, right? Uh, sometimes. Or not with where you're at. Yeah. Uh, it depends on what I need. Okay. Like, for example, I, I just had an interview with a, a virtual assistant, and we were looking at blocks of hours and yeah. six-hour uh, six blocks. Uh, but then on another project, I just needed a bunch of files converted over to yeah. vector files. So I just went on Fiverr.com. Okay. cost me five, ten bucks. Yeah. And then I got it in 24 hours. Okay. So depends on where you're at and what you need. Okay. And yeah, I, it makes you, sense. I just like hearing yeah, – can uh-huh. you see it in my eyes? I yeah. really just like hearing – um, what you yeah, use like, the VA for because I know can, I need one. I just don't know what I need them for. Yeah. It's like, what what, yeah. what can we cut out of Ryan's to-do task on the production side? 
yeah. to where hopefully Ryan can go home and spend time with his family rather than sitting here mixing down videos for Design Tunnel yeah. all the time. And Writing this, scripts and yeah. making animations. I know, you're and, working them too hard. Yeah. They, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, everything from make a list, Ryan. Pre- prepping tax work to all sorts of stuff. It's pretty neat. So okay, tax work too. See, I just need these yeah, topics now. I'm like, that yeah, that's what I was. You know, because I think there's a point with the VA that I'm like, mm-hmm. I would want to almost hand over the most risky stuff, and that's not why I haven't ever used them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you got to be careful on some of those, especially on compliant related topics. Yeah. But. We get wrestled around with this. We all go through our busy seasons in work, right? Where mm-hmm. we, we maybe have seasonality in our business uh, all on taxes. An accountant, obviously, yeah. they're really busy around April. But uh, we have the same thing in ours, and we always get in this weird position of, well, do we hire someone for that role, mm-hmm. and now they're part of the company in a W-2 level, or do we, do we just need to get or, through this yeah. rough part? Now, uh, if we find that it's needed more than uh, – well, if we find that it's needed more than – three quarters of the year yeah. and, and we're growing. And if it has a direct correlation to our customer experience, like our touch points, mm-hmm. then yeah, let's look at hiring that out in the long term. Right. Okay. So, yeah. I've also heard um, if you're going to contract somebody enough for a, a yearly salary, mm-hmm. then you might want to. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So, uh, but yeah, now we got a little segment on virtual assistance. Yeah. In. Yeah. Um, so I have some marriage advice for you. Okay. Yeah, now how many years? <laughs> not really. Uh, <laughs> not really. Um, I don't, uh, but my wife and I, man, um, you know, God bless her soul. Um, we've been together 25 and married 20. Okay. So, so we're right, right yeah, yeah. on one another. So actually I can't take advice from you. <laughs> so do, do, you have any, do you have any marriage advice? Uh, me? Yeah. Um, for these two or three year ones in that I've been in two or three years. Oh, uh, <clears throat> seek a marriage counselor yeah. even if you're okay yeah that's it's great amazing advice. how you'll learn how to communicate with one another better yeah and uh you know so by the way <clears throat> for your listeners Cindy and i have been married 19 yeah and we got married at a very young age we were married at, at age 20 okay and uh so like of course growing up through that the, our 20s together we we changed a lot obviously yeah. we're totally different people not totally but yeah um you got to be able to navigate those change yeah. changes. So, uh, sorry, I interrupted. No, you're good. You Don't, aren't you marriage. a drummer too? You're a drummer too, right? Oh yeah, he's was, a drummer too. A I mean, come on. Well, talk about failing forward. I didn't talk about that. Uh, okay, I was a signed musician in, in high school with a, a bunch what of other musician? kids. A signed musician. Okay. And I traveled around the country and then realized that, yeah, you don't make a lot of money to it. <laughs> you just get to like travel a lot and play, yeah. and play a lot of music. And uh, so Sydney and I getting married pulled me out of that and yeah. then, uh, got, you know, get back to work. But sorry, yeah. I interrupted about your marriage. No, I agree with you. I've never thought about um, saying, you know, seek marriage counseling because mm-hmm. you will need it anyways. You might as well go do it up front. <laughs> yeah, a, well, and as men, to be clear, it's like, no, we, we don't need Well, it was all her. It was all her. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, just go buy some flowers. It'll be okay, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, anything keep you up at night? Um, well, yeah, uh, I naturally am pretty antsy. So if I've got okay. a new idea, uh, it'll typically get me up in the middle of the night and then it's full on work mode mm-hmm. despite the fact that we do have a new puppy at the house okay so that that's what's keeping that's me that's your up. excuse but now yeah, yeah. Uh, but no I still we still have certain projects that 
it, it gives me energy and it gives me focus to work on. And if sure. if that idea has hit me at three o'clock in the morning, yeah. I'm going to regret it the next day. But we got to work on that thing right then and there. Yeah. Because otherwise it'll it'll get lost in, yep. in the world of nodding off and sleep and the snooze. Yep. Um, so you roll, so idea, you're like, wake up. Oh, my gosh, I got an idea. And then you put it in your phone, go back to sleep. Or I mean, it sounds like you just start working on it. Yeah, if, if it's gotten my attention, I'll, I'll get up yeah. and work on it. So. I'm the other way around. I'm going to take a note. What time is it? Not time to get up. Yeah. I'm going back. Well, uh, yeah, just plenty of coffee. You know, we're, we're working on a new software platform that's revolving around employee engagement and recruiting, uh, trying to help with the, the recruiting and retention of employees around the construction and manufacturing and agricultural okay. world. Yeah. And so something new that you've been working on. Yeah. The, the neurons are clicking. So if yeah. something hits me in the middle of dying, it, it, I'm yeah. up and it, it just gives me energy to work on it. Yeah. And then, I get it. Um, those are my productive hours or between four 30 and six 30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I, I don't do anything for the rest of the day. I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I know better than that. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but no, I, I genuinely find that that's when I'm most productive. But I do know that you are, I can text you at six in the morning and mm -hmm. we can talk real quick or whatever. That yeah. is, I figured that out about you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm running and then, you know, but, uh, but yeah, my wife is a night owl. So she f is much more productive in the afternoon, evening. Okay. And then I'm less productive in the afternoon, evening. So it's kind of interesting how yeah. we, we back each other up. So, yeah, that's awesome. I, uh, yeah, I, I can. So when we have like a project or a filming project or when we were building this table or, you know, anything mm -hmm. like that makes it way easier to get up in the morning. Cause I'm a little bit of an early bird too. Yeah. And, uh, you're like, alarm goes off and you're like, oh yeah, let's go. You know, <laughs> it gives you, it gives you purpose. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, so I don't know if you really answered this, but, um, I want to ask you. You may have. Okay. Why do you do what you do? Huh. You know, this is one of those interesting things. I ask employees this and other business owners, and then you kind of get <laughs> met with two palms up. So uh, honestly, um, when when we look at the why we do what we do in our business, first mm -hmm. off, is um, our goal is to make our company a 100-year-old company. Uh, we okay. have a very evergreen mindset. and. Yep. So we hope that at some point people don't even know who Will and Sydney are mm -hmm. in our in our company. So, um, so knowing that we could go out of business tomorrow and we will be just fine. Mm -hmm. It won't be fun, but we're just we would just start all over again. So right. knowing we we carry a lot of worst case scenario around in our head. Yeah. But just more of a precursor to say, hey, like if it really went bust, like what would you do? And yeah. we would, we've always had the same answer of, well, we just started all over again. We, yeah. we would get after it. So that drives a lot of uh, our decisions. But ultimately, at the end of the day, and this may sound sappy, depending. I mean, um, at the end of the day, I, we, we can't take all the success and money with us. But yeah. we can at least look back at all the relationships and the people that we've yeah. uh, that have been through the chapters of our lives. Yep. So that's why we do what we do with our companies, and I say companies plural, because we have four portfolio companies now, Okay, is at the end of the day, are, are we bringing value to others people, uh, other people's lives, mm -hmm. um, it, not only from the employee perspective, but from a vendor perspective, yeah. like, like our relationship with Design Tunnel. Right. Is hopefully, you know, we had a good enough experience where we can continue to provide value to one another. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, 
if that's all right, then we're good. Yeah. So that's that's what our why is, so to okay. speak. So no, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Any other one or two things that our viewers should know? A lot of questions About for me? I don't know any, yeah. I, you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anything you want to add? Well, uh, I think in regards to, and I, I hope that your listeners are probably folks like-minded folks like me and you that just we we've got our businesses and we want to grow. Is uh, I think it's just really important not to aim too low. Um, when we talk about our businesses and, and growing them, you know, when I say growing, I mean it could be revenue to a lot of folks, but growing sure. could also be values uh, or offerings that provide value to customers, or it could be, you know, the employees. So yep. uh, I would just say get crystal clear on where you want to go in the vision, so to speak, yeah. and then let everybody help you get there. Um, it's a heck of a lot easier to get where you're going when you've got a bunch of people helping you. And when mm-hmm. I say bunch of people, they don't have to be employees. It could be vendors, yeah. like uh, uh, an adjacent company like yours or uh, a company like an electrical firm that we yeah. know really well that we just collaborate a lot of ideas. And with having all of that together, uh, it really does become rocket fuel in our company. And yeah. uh, so much so that we we're used as an example uh, a lot about this whole growing from zero to 90 employees at the time mm-hmm. of this filming. Um, but I can't take credit for all that. Actually, this is my third time doing it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little bit of advantage, but yeah. I get help from all the people around me. And I hope that's just as a reflection of trying to provide value where I can and just be helpful, genuinely. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, it sounds like, you know, third time in, 90 employees deep. Mm-hmm. You're still asking why. You're still trying to figure things. You're not trying to figure things out, but like you're still open to growing and figuring out how to keep pushing it. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. so you're just never done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm going to screw it up somehow, and we might as well figure out how it got screwed up and then fix it, and yeah. then we get there faster. But so. it also sounds like you know when you screw it up, you've already like figured out a plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, now it's funny because we, we, we obviously are at a different phase in our company. We, we have a leadership team of nine folks. So now they're kind of like in in padded suits waiting for the next Will Blake screw up. And now they're prepared for it. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, here it comes. It's kind of like that scene in Braveheart where they're like, hold, hold, and then yeah. finally go. So that's yeah. how my leadership team is now. Yeah. They can see the big wave coming yeah. and then uh, they know and they're prepared for it. And we've actually ironically have a system and process when, when there's some new big idea or new project coming on the horizon, how do we mitigate? Uh, well, that sounds negative. How do we mitigate the damages, but actually yeah. how do we maximize the success of it? Yeah. And that's pretty cool to see. And uh, seeing that from just two or three people yeah. all the way to now, it's, it's pretty rewarding. So, so when you say now, Hey guys, I have an idea. That person goes, you didn't talk to so-and-so. So you haven't started the right process yet, right? To yeah. get through the funnel, to get the idea on the board. That's so funny. Yeah. So by the way, I was five minutes late to today's interview. That's because I, <laughs> I bypassed the system and process in our company saying, hey, you didn't actually communicate that through the right channel. So let's rewind it back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's it's like they're preventing me from hurting myself. But yeah. uh, it's all in good fun. Yeah. And uh, we have enough trust with one another that it works out yeah. great. So. Man, I can appreciate those things. This uh-huh. is like uh, checks and balances. So Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. If you and it's, it's accountability with uh, with uh, 
tough love. Well, I think also like uh, even on like a video project or anything like we can do anything. You guys can do anything. Once you start boxing me in and I don't have systems and protocol, mm-hmm. now I'm making a better product. And, you know, yeah. I yep. mean, it comes with the territory. Yeah. Ryan, do you have any uh, questions that you want to ask Will today? He's still here. No, that, I think <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, man, we didn't even say this in the beginning. So um, don't forget to su- oh. subscribe, like, comment, share. Share with your friends, share with your friends' friends, tell them about Behind the Unicorn. Thank you uh, to our company, Design Tunnel, for uh, this podcast sponsorship. Um, And then thank you to Will. Really do appreciate it. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Ryan. Yep, you bet. Appreciate it. For coming, Will. Yeah, thanks, Appreciate you coming. Appreciate you, buddy. Yes, sir. See you next time. All right.